Hey kids, this is me, I see Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about the big movie list 2024. Going to open up a G.I. Joe, going to do some of this. Going to do a little bit of that. It's going to be great until we get to that greatness. Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat! OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. Alright my guys, this is me, IC Robots. We're back for another super fun episode of World Famous. This time out we're gonna do one of our longest running show traditions, and that is of course the big movie list. When I go to see a movie, I write it down on a big piece of paper, and then I keep those papers. Once a year, I scan them into the computer, put them up there for everyone to see, and then I do a show where I talk about every single movie I saw at the movie theaters. Trust me, it's going to be more fun than it sounds. I went to the movies a good 90 times this year. My all-time high is 101. I Hope to break that this year. So far this year, I'm already good for five movies. Five movies this year at the theater. I normally go to Summerfield. The Summerfield Theater, I think, has like a really, really great selection of uh, films. I like how it's not stadium seating. I see how stadium seating is fine. I see how people like it. But I myself, I like... I kind of like a flat, grounded movie theater. I like to look up at the screen. I don't really like the reclining seats. I prefer to be, like, a little bit uncomfortable. It kind of helps me to, helps me to stay focused on the film. Helps me to stay in the moment. If I get into a recliner, the movie's a bit boring. I might kind of, I might decide to close my eyes. And then who knows where that leads. So, I normally go to Summerfield. They open something new almost every week. And they're almost always fun. When I have to go to the bigger theaters, I usually go to airport out in Windsor. That's a nice one. I think that the Roxy downtown is, it's all right. It's fine, but I, I think they get a lot of riffraff in there. I think that's probably to do with the downtown location. But Santa Rosa riffraff aren't really that bad. They just kind of talk during the movies, which is something I do not like. But uh, Summerfield has a lot of talking during the movies too. But these are generally like older folks talking to each other. And I think that in their mind, they're whispering. But in reality, they're talking fairly loud. And to me, it is the thought that counts. People whisper during movies and that's fine. There are moments when you have to communicate something with the people you're at. As long as I feel like you're being polite about it, I'm cool. When an older person is talking at full volume, I kind of tend to think they're trying to whisper and they just don't know. Their ear horn is not working as good as it used to. Honestly, my ear hole is not working as good as it used to. So I can definitely understand that. So we got the three nice movie theaters in the uh, Santa Rosa cinema chain, sadly. This year, we lost the Reading Cinema in Ronard Park. Reading had the biggest screen in all of Sonoma Counties. They had a Titan XC. It was massive. That was where I saw the Eras Tour. That was where I saw the Batman with Rob Pattison. I've seen any number of movies there. To me, that was the preferable theater if you're going to take in like a big movie like a Star Wars or like a Marvel movie or something like that. And it's sad. It's sad to see it go. We went to see Eras Tour there because I knew that like... This is the kind of thing you want as big of a screen as possible. You want a giant spectacle. You want the whole thing. And then, literally, the next day, I read in the paper that the theater closed. It closed suddenly. So, reading cinema, they reminisce over you. We miss you a lot. It's going to be sad going forward without you. Ronard Park is now without a theater. You guys are going to have to drive all the way into uh, Santa Rosa to go to the Roxy or go to the Summerfield. I don't know. It's sad, though, but... 
Movies are a big part of my life, and they always have been. At one point, I was a movie theater employee. At another point, I was a video store employee. I just love movies. I love them. I love to watch them in the theater. I'm not a big home movie-watching guy. I know some people are, but again... It's hard for me to stay focused at home. If I know I got my phone, I know I got everything here, I tend to I tend to lose my focus. But in reality, it's all fine. No matter how you watch a movie, it's fine. It's all up to you to decide how you prefer to do it. That's all on you, man. That's all you. It's all you. So let's move forward into the show. The next segment, we're going to open up a G.I. Joe figure that I got for Christmas. That should be fun. Honestly, we're looking forward to it. So take it away. Great. This guy opens toys on the radio. What a classic bit. Real smart stuff. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. I do insist, as a matter of fact, this is me, I see robots, and we're back, and we're about to open up a G.I. Joe figure that I got for Christmas. This is another one from the giant Ross Hall. If you guys know anything about anything, you know that Ross right now has, like, a ton, a ton, a ton of banging toys. They had, like, G.I. Joes coming out the wazoo. I'm talking about the more elite style of G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe unclassified, the bigger ones, the ones that are, they are akin to a Star Wars Black or a WWE Ultimate from Mattel, the one that I have in my hand is one that I had every intention of buying if I ever saw it on the shelf at the store because it's a character that I am pretty fond of. The thing is, I never, not, never, not even once saw it anywhere. I never saw it on Target. I never saw it at Walmart. I never saw it anywhere. But then all of a sudden, one day, it popped up at Ross and the wife picked it up for me. The wife, my wife, my love of my life, the wind of my sails, she picked it up for me. And she brought it home. I am, of course, talking about Croc Master and Fiona. This is like a more deluxe set. It's a bigger one. It comes with our guy Croc Master. And then it comes with his beloved crocodile known as Fiona. I think in reality that he has alligators. I think I read that somewhere. I think that the creatures that he has typically come packaged with are alligators. But for whatever reason, they call him Croc Master. I would imagine that like... This is a name that like Destro gave him or Zartan gave him and they don't really, they don't really care for this guy very much. He's like some weirdo who lives in the swamps and plays with alligators and they're just like, you know, you're just Croc Master, bro. You're just Croc Master. You're just like, whatever, dude. You live in the swamp like Zartan. You live in the swamp like the Dreadnoughts. Man, the, the armies of Cobra have a lot going on with uh, the swamps. Now, I myself, I don't live anywhere near any kind of swamp or anything. So that whole area is like completely foreign to me. It seems very... Very interesting. I think there are a lot of uh, very... There's all kinds of interesting animals in there and creatures and plants and stuff. And I could imagine, like, hanging out in the swamp if I lived in, like, Florida or whatever, like, the Everglades. I can imagine, like, getting one of those... One of those fan boats and, like, zipping around and stuff. But at any rate, let's take a quick pause for the cause and find out what it is that we can know about Crocmaster before we dig into this delightful piece of plastic. A member of Cobra, Crocmaster is Cobra's reptile trainer. He has a pet alligator and wears a green scaled vest and boots and a black face mask that resembles an alligator's face. Crocmaster is most known as a deranged swamp dweller that has an unnatural affinity for crocodiles. 
He spends days on end playing with them in the murky swamp waters of Florida. He shuns all humans contact and has never been seen without his mask. Some say that he is part crocodile and was created through illicit cobra experiments. Some say he is just a weirdo. I would lean more toward him being just a total weirdo who likes alligators and like all kinds of things. He probably has like snakes and stuff like in his in his uh, jungle shack. But who knows, man, he's he's a mystery. He's a weirdo. He seems to be like somebody that they had a good character design for and they just they just went for it. At the time, there were a lot of different G.I. Joe and Cobra guys who had animals. And I think they I think they just wanted to keep that going. And what else was there besides a dog? an eagle and all these kind of things except for a crocodile let's uh let's take a look this package is all the way across maybe more than 12 inches on the back there's like a nice picture of all the various uh dudes and like action poses once again i wish when they made these that they would put images of all the different characters in the set so you knew who to collect but that's just me that's how i like it i think it pays to advertise on the back but let's Let's pop this open. This was $11.99 at Ross, $39.99 originally. So this is quite a discount. We're gonna pull him out. He's on a long plastic tray. And inside is Crocmaster, a pistol of some sort, some kind of like a hook that he uses on crocodiles, I guess, a knife, a whip, and then a spiky uh, collar and chain, and then two little baby crocodiles. And I guess, I guess he's a raising. Our guy here though, if he has to use a whip, he's not a good animal trainer. I've had dogs, I've had cats, I have a snake right now that was was left to me by uh, the child 2.0 when she didn't want it anymore. I've had this thing for years and years and years. I've never, not, never, not even once had to hit them with a whip. Let's go ahead and pull Crocmaster out. I think we got him all in here. Let's pull out his gun. I think we're just going to go ahead... I want to try this, actually. There are little plastic bands holding the crocodile Fiona into the case. Let's, Let's give, give a big shout out to Engineer Nerd. Nerd. He, he told me that if he gets, gets these little clippy clips, clips, these little things here, you can just, like, pull them out. Let's give it a shot. Let's see. Oh, there we go. There we go. Got it out. Good good, uh, good on you, Engineer Nerd. Oh, here's another one. Big toy tip from our guy. Let's uh, dig this one in here. Pull it out. Yeah, they just come right out. You do got to give them a little tug, but it's a little easier than before. Big shout out to you, Engineer Nerd. Oh, here's a couple more. His feet are held in as well. Pull that one off. Came right out. You just kind of got to, you just got to reach in there and just pull. You got to pull. Hold one sec. This one's a little harder because it's a smaller space, but I got it. Is there one around the tail? Nope. Fiona's pretty big, man. This is like a full-on crocodile toy of the deluxe order, I gotta say. The crocodile has hinges on his uh, neck, so he can look up and down. He has little feet. His tail is made of a lighter rubber. Oh, the tail is actually pliable. There's some kind of a wire in there. You can point it in different directions. Let's see, does his mouth open? I would imagine so. Yeah, the mouth opens. Very good details on Fiona, I do have to say. I think that... I think that alligators and crocodiles are kind of cool. I think that they are sort of scary, but not like really scary. Like if you saw one and you were on land, you could easily escape. But if you were in water and one was coming toward you, bro, you're doomed. 
Unless you're like a great swimmer, like myself. And then I would just, I would escape. Let's pull these two little baby crocodiles out of here. I like this one. One is green and one is white. I like the white one. At the Academy of Sciences here in California, in San Francisco, they have a white crocodile, an albino crocodile named Claude, that they keep in there to protect him from the sun and stuff. Albino crocodiles are very rare from what I understand, and that he needs to be protected. They sell they sell little plushed animals of him, and we, we have one in the house that the wife the wife got after a little little trip to the Academy of Sciences. So I have an affinity for albino crocodiles. Big shout out to Claude. Claude the albino crocodile. May you live long and prosper. Let's take a look at Crocmaster now. He has a black face mask all over him. His uniform is kind of crocodile-styled. Crocodile patterns. Where did I put his pistol? Here's the other crocodile. Keep all this stuff together. Here's the pistola. Let's put that in his holster. He has a holster on his side. Let's see where his blade, his deadly blade, goes on his right foot. In another holster. Very, very cool. He has an oxygen tank on his back so he can go underwater. And get closer. He can commiserate with his crocodile friends under the uh, under the murky swamp waters. Let's um let's put his whip in his hand. Now I myself am one million percent against whipping animals. I want to point that out right now. But this is what he have. I'm gonna imagine that what he does is he uses this whip when he's in combat. Like if he's fighting GI Joes, he's cracking off some whip strikes. Like he was a uh, good old Indiana Jones himself. Correct. Correct, that kind of thing. Let's um, let's stand him here. Let's see how he pauses. He poses, rather. You have a lot of articulation. Wrist, elbow, another one at the shoulder, head, both arms. Let's just count. One, two, three. There's a lot. I'm going to say at least a million. At least a million points of articulation. But Crockmaster, man, he's a wild figure. I I like my G.I. Joes to be more like uh, military-oriented. Like, I like a stalker. I like a grunt. I like guys like that. But I do appreciate how Cobra... Cobra just gets slug nutty, and they do whatever. They they got to fight against a much more powerful force. I mean, they're fighting the army of the United States. So they have to go out there and enlist all kinds of weirdos. And plus, who's going to join a terrorist organization run by a guy in a black hood and another guy in a silver face mask? You got to be a weirdo to do something like that. So guys like Crockmaster, guys like Dr. Mindbender, all these weirdos definitely fall under that uh, flag. But man... This is a nice figure. I have the I have the OG Crocmaster, and I've always thought that he was a pretty cool figure too, to be honest. But this one here, this one takes the cake. If you see one of these over at your Ross, I would recommend getting it. Because if you add in the crocodile, you add in the little baby Claude and all the different accessories, it is way, 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 way better than an $11.99 price, I gotta say. Very cool. Very excited to have this. I have received a lot of G.I. Joe classifieds over Christmas. I myself don't know what to do with them. I've been taking them out, taking pictures of them, playing with them a little bit. Then I put them back into their boxes so I don't lose any of the pieces. And I've kind of been stacking the boxes in the garage near this one. I have a shelf near my TV. I have like a TV and a VCR in the garage that I watch sometimes and I'm out there doing whatever. And underneath the shelf is where I keep, like, my various videotapes and whatnot. And I'll I'll stack these there, and I guess I'll just, I don't know, I'll keep them. Maybe someday I'll empty out some of these shelves. I do have a lot of shelves that I could empty out, but they've all been kind of just the same, and I love them. But 
times change, things change. I might have to make some more room for some of these guys, but uh, let's move forward. We're not going to do an at the movies this week. I felt like if I do the whole movie list and also an at the movies, way too much movies, you guys will have a fit. You'll go into diabetic coma. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit more toy news, wrestling toy news specifically. Well, let's keep talking about toys, I guess. This time it's wrestling figures. What a world we live in. Yeah, man, what a world we live in. And by that, I mean, what a great world with a lot of cool things going on. I am not the biggest collector of wrestling toys in all of time and space. I don't really buy any, like, current wrestling toys for the most part. Not really. Every once in a while, I'll get something. I was kind of into those WWE Motu crossovers, but that... That really is about it, but I do collect the old school um, WWF Hasbros. They're like four inches tall, plastic, kind of kind of cartoony, but also very detailed. I don't have like a giant collection. I had honestly, maybe I do. I have like fifty, maybe like fifty or sixty. I don't have them all by any any means, but I do think they're cool. And anytime I see one over at the flea market, I'll pick it up, even if I already have it, because they're easy to flip, they're easy to trade, and people are always on the lookout for. And sometimes you can get them for like a dollar or two dollars. The most, the most I've ever spent is for this one here, the Macho Man Randy Savage. I paid five dollars for him at the flea market, but I love him. I think he's great. I think he's iconic. If I had a action figure Hall of Fame, he would definitely be in it. But what I want to talk about right now is a new line called Heels and Faces that came out over the past year or so. It's a retro Hasbro style line created by this guy named Zombie Sailor. He is, I guess he's famous in some toy circles because he had like a giant Motu warehouse find many years ago. He found like box fresh Motus in a warehouse and he sold them all. Now he's like a millionaire or some such thing and he's using this money to fund a heels and faces line of imagined retro Hasbro style figures. The basic idea behind the set is to make Hasbro figures of dudes who never not never had Hasbros and also some like new guys. So imagine you uh you're a Hasbro collector. Maybe you have like a like a wrestling figure fed and you need some new blood. This is where you're going to get it from. Let's take a Let's take a quick look. The The first wave of dudes he came out with was Sabu, the homicidal, genocidal Sabu, Dino Bravo. This is the blonde Dino Bravo with the blue trunks from his WWF run. Then a referee. You got Earl Hebner. There was never not never a referee in the Hasbro line. And then a couple modern guys. You got our dude, Matt Cardona, and his dude, Brian Myers, who you might know as, uh, what was his name? Kurt Hawkins in the WWF and Zack Ryder. Matt Cardona's having a great indie run right now. I gotta, gotta give it up to him. Let's take a look at the, at the second wave. This one is kind of cool. There were a couple in here that I wanted. You got King Kong Bundy, who never had a Hasbro. He definitely deserved one. Then you have an Andre. There was... Definitely an Andre Hasbro. I have him right here on my shelf, but this one is different in that he's wearing a blue singlet more in line with what he really wore. And then this one. This one is amazing, and I want it so bad. Bruiser Brody. I love Bruiser Brody. All-time legend, all-time great. He comes with a chain, scars in his head. Beautiful figure. Currently sold out, going for like 100 bucks on eBay right now. If you want to get your guy a gift, get him this Bruiser Brody. Mail it to my house. I'll give you a shout-out. Then there's Kevin Sullivan. This is the old Florida-style Satanics Kevin Sullivan with the with the pentagram on his head and the makeup and all that scary stuff. And then you got a modern guy, the leader of the murder-death-kill gang, Nick Gage. I like Nick Gage. I do definitely respect how hard he works. I think he's a lunatic. I really fear for his future. But dude works hard. And then also 
Raven. These guys are all really cool looking. And then they also made some some like short run ones. There's Dan Housen from AEW. There's a Jeff Jarrett. And then aside from that, there's Johnny Gargano. Then there were some like other exclusives like a Todd Pettengill and a Mark Sterling from AEW. But then there was a two pack. A two pack commemorating the amazing death match between Matt Cardona and Nick Gage. They're both covered in blood. They're wearing the uniforms. They're wearing replaceable heads. Really, really, really cool stuff. And I got to say, I am definitely into these action figures. I might have to get some in the future. I don't have any right now, which is sad. But they have a long list of dudes signed that they're going to bring out. Bad News Brown, The Rock and Roll Express, Hercules, Hernandez, and Paul Roma. They have a uh, Ahmed Johnson coming out, Steve Lombardi, Big Boy Busick. They have a Mike Awesome. I saw the Mike Awesome prototype on Zombie Sailor's Instagram. Looks great. Masato Tanaka, also great. Mikey Whipwreck, Tajiri, Ultimo Dragon, Barry Horwitz, Pat Yourself on the Back. All kinds of cool guys. And from what I understand, they're shipping on time. They're like, this is a new company. And you never know how things are going to work out for these newer companies. But I hear they're shipping on time. And I also hear... They are very, very high quality. So if you're in the mood for a Hasbro, hop on over to ZombieSailor.com and you can see what is up with that. Now, I am in no way affiliated with Zombie Sailor in any form. I don't know him. I've never met him. I've never bought one of his toys, but I definitely, definitely like what he's doing here. I think that it's cool that we all need some new Hasbros and this guy is going out of his way to make some for us. Next time we talk wrestling toy news, I want to talk about this company called Power Town that came out and they're making some elite style figures of like 70s, 80s, 60s, 50s luminaries like Luthez, the Von Erics, and they're also rumored to be coming back with some Rimco style figures, which is really, really awesome. But I'm starting to get wary that we're going to run up on it. Ever since this uh, great show of mine has been on KRJF, we've been kept to a very, very strict timeline. And sometimes I worry about that. I don't want to don't want to interrupt anybody else. I don't want to bump anybody or whatever. So we're going to jump into this week in Japanese League Baseball with our good friend, Harry. Wow, bro. World famous? Is that like something I should know about? Charge If so, I totally don't. Is that some kind of radio thing? Charge This week in Japanese League Baseball. Hello, this is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. With the offseason in full swing, the league is looking to increase fan interest in next year's season by introducing a new style of play called high speed baseball. In high-speed games there is only one strike for a strikeout and if one ball for a walk. If you get a walk you must run at full speed to first, and if the third baseman beats you to first base you are out. It's pretty wild. Intentional beanings are encouraged. If you are beaned you don't get to go to first, you get an ice pack and a pad on the rump. The high-speed rules are only in effect for teams with losing records and both teams must agree to them. We shall see how this plays out. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. And now one of IC Robots Radio's greatest traditions. IC Robots Yearly Big Movie List. Sit down and shut up. It's time to shine. 
Yeah, man, this is one of the big traditions here on IC Robots Radio. The big movie list. This is the big movie list 2024. This is all the movies I saw at the theater. All the movies I saw at home on streaming. I used to not count the streaming movies, but nowadays, a lot of things go right to Netflix. They go right to Amazon. They go right to whatever. Maybe they're, like, in the theater for, like, a minute. So, any movie that came out this year, this calendar year that I saw, I'm gonna add to the list. You know, you gotta... You gotta change with the times. You can't just, like... You can't stick to your old rules and regulations, man. The world moves forward. You gotta move forward with it. Let's get started. The first movie I saw of the year was on the 6th. 6th January, I got a late start. It was a movie called Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. It was alright. It's about a grumpy guy. The second movie I saw was The Whale with Brendan Fraser. That's a really sad one. I think it's on Showtime right now. I gave that four mics. Man Called Otto, three mics. And then I saw a movie called Living that I gave 3.5 mics. Man, I cannot remember what that is about at the moment. I gave it 3.5 mics, though. I did like it at least a little bit. And the next movie I saw was a movie called Women Talking, which was a lot of women talking about a very, uh, very personal topic. Good movie, though. I did like it. Three mics. And then I saw a movie with Gerard Butler, my yearly Gerard Butler action movie. It also had Mike Colton, who you might know as, uh, Power Man in, um, the Marvel Universe. I gave that three mics. It was okay. I understand that there is actually, factually, like, a sequel of that one in the works. And then I saw a movie called Tar with Kate Blanchett where she plays a troubled a troubled maestro, a troubled conductor of the orchestra. Very very good movie. I think Kate Blanchett is the greatest actress going today, maybe the greatest actor going today. And then I saw a movie called Candyland. This one this one was fairly disturbing. It was about prostitutes at truck stops. Shout out to our guy Eric the truck driver. It was very disturbing, very weird, but I did like it. Real grindhouse kind of stuff. 3 Mike's next one is number eight, the eighth movie of the year. This is an M. Night Shyamalan production called Knock at the Cabin. I like this one. I only gave it three mics, but I did like it. It had Dave Batista in it. It had my guy Rupert Grint. I thought, uh, not enough Rupert Grint in the world, if you ask me. After that, we saw the Oscar animated shorts. My favorite one was A Year of Dicks. I thought that was really great. Didn't win the Oscar. I was a little bummed out about that. Then on February 20th, we saw Ant-Man. I went with my uncle and my other uncle and my wife, my uncle Tom and my uncle John. We all went to see it. I thought it was only okay. I think that um, not a lot of good Marvel movies coming out this way. There was one that we'll talk about at the end, but this wasn't, this was not it. Then after that, we went to see Magic Mike. I don't know. The wife wanted to go. It was fine. Selma Hayek's in it, and that's always fun. It was, you know, it was a good movie. It was silly. It was a lot like, uh, it was a lot like Staying Alive, the sequel to, um, Saturday Night Fever, where he goes legit and tries to become a real dancer. Then we saw Puss in Boots. I love Puss in Boots. Out of the entire Shrek universe, my favorite individual character is Puss in Boots. I think when he jumps through the air and he spins around, I think it's hilarious. Love the character. Good movie. Three and a half mics. And then on March 8th, we saw a movie called Operation Fortune. This is a Guy Ritchie movie. It has uh, Aubrey Plaza in it. And surprisingly, I didn't love it. I gave it 2.5 mics. Then we saw... Oh, right at this point, I caught COVID. So there's a break of 10 days. And I didn't see another movie until the uh, 18th. It's called Inside. I gave it three mics. Then we saw Shazam. I think it's called Shazam Fury of the Gods. I thought this one was okay. I didn't I didn't dislike it. I know a lot of people do, but I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was totally fine. I've put it on in the background a few times since. It's on HBO. I gave it three mics. After that, we watched a movie on, I think it was Hulu, with Kira Knightley, the Boston Strangler. I thought this was good. 
three mics after that on the first. We have a little gap here. I saw Creed 3 with Jonathan Majors. I thought this one was pretty good, man. I do like all of the Creed movies. I'm a big fan of the Rocky slash Creed universe, and I thought this was a nice addition to that, 3.5. Then we saw a movie called Good Person, Three Mics. There's a lot of movies in here we saw that I do not remember. I don't know what Good Person was about either. Let's Let's look that one up really quick. Good person. We're typing away here. It is a movie that came out this year. It stars... Oh, this is the movie with Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. I thought this one was good, but I also thought it was really depressing. It was directed by Zach Braff. After that, we saw a movie with Sally Hawkins called The Lost King. Three mics. And then the next week, we saw a movie called Paint. This was kind of like about Bob Ross, but it starred Luke Wilson, and it wasn't really Bob Ross, just kind of like like Bob, Bob Roth. The uh, Bob Ross, I keep saying Roth, it's Bob Ross, the painter. After that, we saw a movie about Nike. It was called Air. It reunited uh, Matt and Ben together. It was okay. 3.5 mics. Then we went over to Airport on the 14th and saw Renfield. This one was okay. I got a good laugh out of it. It was uh, Nicolas Cage in it, I think, as uh, Dracula, as a vampire. It was, it was pretty funny. I saw a movie called Running the Bases. This was a baseball movie. Not great. Two mics. And then I saw a flick on Netflix called The Pez Outlaw. I thought this one was pretty good. It's on Netflix right now. If you're interested in collecting or toys or any of that stuff, go check it out. Can't recommend it highly enough. The next flick on the list is a movie known as Bo is Afraid, the latest Ari Aster movie with Joaquin Phoenix. This one, this one caused me a bit of controversy. It made me sort of melt down a little bit. Check it out. They had been playing the trailers for this one over at Summerfield for months and months and months. And then when it opened up, it turned out that it didn't open at Summerfield. It only opened downtown, and I'm like, I don't want to go downtown to see it. So, I kind of wrote, like, an annoyed email to the movie theater, and I really regret doing this. There's no reason to even bother people with your annoyances, but I did it. The dude wrote back to me, a guy named Neil, very nice guy. He runs the cult movie show over downtown, and nice, nice dude. He's actually somebody I knew, so when I got the email back from him, I felt a little, I felt a little sad. I wasn't mean or anything, but I did... I did mention that I felt like when you play the trailers for a movie, you should, in the end, play the movie at the at the theater. But he explained to me that A24, the production company that put out Bo is Afraid, has been, they've been playing a little bit of hardball with the theaters, and they want to open in the larger theaters, in the more urban, downtown kind of areas. They don't want to play at Summerfield way out in the woods or whatever. They were unable to get it for Summerfield. It wasn't their fault. They tended to do it. It was, in fact, A24's fault. And this is something that I find out from the homies working over there. Shout out to Cooper and the guys at Summerfield Road. But was Afraid is super duper duper weird. I can't stress that enough. And I don't know if I liked it or if I didn't like it. I do want to see it again. It's on Showtime right now, so I might check it out. But I gave it I give it 3.5 mics because it's obviously, it's obviously very artistic and very well put together. The next movie I saw was Tetris, about the creation of Tetris. I gave that one three mics. One Day as a Lion, this one was written and directed by Scott Kahn. Kind of a little, little grindhouse movie. I thought it was fun. Had my guy Frank Grillo, saw that on March 27th. Gave it three mics. Up next was Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, with the uh, the lovely Rachel McAdams in it. Gave that one four mics. I thought it was really, really good. Saw that on the 29th. Then I saw a flick called Sentinel. Gave it 2.5 mics. I don't know what that one is. Let's uh, 
Let's look that up really quick. In the year 2063, unchecked and rampant climate change has caused temperatures and sea levels to rise. Surrounded by an endless ocean thousands of miles from home, four soldiers stand as the last defending base from the homeland. Oh, I remember this one now. What happens is there's all these guys on this base way out in the ocean, and they're the last line of defense, but they haven't heard from anybody in so long. It's been like years and years and years, and they don't even know if the war is still going on. Good premise. Not a great movie. 2.5 mics. Somewhere in Queen. Saw this one over at Summerfield. This was written and directed by Ray Romano. Pretty good. Liked it. Three mics. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. This one I saw with my uncle. I thought this was like a well-put-together, well-made movie, but man, there was so much animal abuse in it that I could not vibe with it at all. Could not recommend it to anybody. If you have any kind of a sensitive heart, sure, the bad guys get there in the end, but man, they get the heat on the good guys for so long, and it's so upsetting to me. Two mics. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. So this one on the uh, 8th of April, 3.5 mics. This one is pretty good. If you if you see this playing somewhere on a cable or on a streaming thing, it's, it's pretty good. Up next, movie number 33, movie known as Blackberry. I thought this one was really, really good. It's the latest from homeboy Matt Smith. Thought it was quite excellent. It's, it's the story of BlackBerry, the cellular phone, the Palm device. I never had a BlackBerry, but I think they're very cool. I thought they were very cool at the time. I just wasn't into, like, cell phones or whatever. Remember in the day, there was, like, this period of time where some people had cell phones and other people's are like, I'll never not never get a cell phone in my life. I was that guy. Eventually, I did get one, but if I did get one earlier, I would have liked to get a BlackBerry. I liked the little, little keyboard. This is a good movie if you have any interest in tech any interest in engineering, go out of your way to see it. Blackberry, it ain't over. Oh, that's the movie about Yogi Berra. It's a documentary about Yogi Berra that we saw over at Summerfield. It's currently playing on Netflix, I think. It's really good, man. Yogi Berra, all-time great. And in this, you find out how great he is. A couple days later, we saw Fast X, the latest in the Fast and Furious franchise. This one has Jason Momoa acting all wacky. It was good. It wasn't one of the better Fast and Furious movies by any stretch, but it was pretty good. Good action. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Big George Foreman was up next. This is a bio of George Foreman. George is played by the dude who played Tracy on Atlanta, the big buff guy who beats up Earn at one point. They're in a car and Earn's like, come on, let's fight. Tracy knocks him out. That's the guy who plays George Foreman. I like this movie. I gave it three mics. I'm kind of a mark when it comes to sports biopics, I got to admit. And I thought this one was fun. Up next was 65. This had Adam Driver, one of the worst movies I've seen of the year. One Mike, You Hurt My Feelings. This was a movie with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Liked it. Three Mikes, saw that in the 31st. Polite Society, shout out to Engineer Nerd. I know this is one of his faves. It's about a, it's about a girl who wants to become a stuntman. I liked it quite a bit. Highly stylized, 3.5 mics. The next is an HBO movie with Sidney Sweeney called Reality where she's accused of uh, stealing government secrets based on a true story. I liked it. 3.5 mics. I think Sydney Sweeney has the potential to be a pretty good actress if she gets things going her way. Up next was a movie called Sanctuary with Margot uh, Qualley, Margaret Qualley. I thought this one was really good, man. Wild. It's totally, totally perverse. If you get the chance to see it, recommend it highly. Up next, Spider-Verse, the animated Spider-Verse. thought that was really good, man. Really frantic, really uh, just high energy. I had a hard time sitting through it, to be honest, just because there was so much going on. But man, work of art for Mike's Covenant was next. 
Oh, this is Guy Ritchie's movie. Guy Ritchie's war movie about the guy who goes back to save his translator. I gotta admit, I didn't like this one very much. Thought it was only okay, a little, little disappointing on the Guy Ritchie tip. Gave it three mics. It was a two Guy Ritchie movie year. That's, that's definitely good. Guess what? That was number 43, and we're past the first page. Let's take a quick pause for the cause. Hello bags of mostly water. It is me. Hollywood Celeb Johnny, 5 from the classic Hollywood movies, Short Circuit and Short Circuit number 2. I am here today to tell you about the latest hip thing. It is called cryptocurrency. I am sure you haven't heard of it. It is a money that is only on the internet and is very cool and cutting edge. While this may seem confusing, trust me it is really great and something you should come to believe in. My crypto is called Johnny Coins. It will sell at a starting point of $1 a coin but will be worth Slow it down. at least $1,000 by the end of the day. I promise. Slow it down. The staff of KRJF 92.3 FM, as well as the fine folks at IC Robots Radio, do not support Johnny Coins or cryptocurrency in general. Slow it down. Just put your money in a box under your bed, like most normal people do. I don't uh, recommend that you do that either. Don't put your money in your bed. Go out there and buy silver coins, buy silver quarters. Put them in jars in your refrigerator. No one will look there. The next movie that I saw was The Flash. This is the one with uh, Ezra Miller, the big Flash movie. I gave it 3.5 mics. I know a lot of dudes are bagging on this one, but I honestly thought that it was pretty fine. It wasn't like, it wasn't like The Dark Knight or anything, but it was definitely, definitely fun. I did enjoy it. Number 45 was Indiana Jones. I thought this one was only okay. This played at Summerfield, which is interesting because normally these big blockbusters don't play there, but I, I did think that this one was okay. Not the best of all of them, but it's definitely, definitely not the worst either. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Go, go check that one out. The next movie I saw was a movie known as Past Lives. I saw this one on January, February, March, April, May, June, J July 7th. I gave this four mics. I want to say this is The Wife's, The Wind in My Sails, The Love of My Life. This was the best movie in her mind of last year. She thought this one was amazing. It's about a gal who has a boyfriend, committed relationships, and she, she connects with a love from her childhood. Really, really good so, really good so, really good so. Really good show. Then I saw No Hard Feelings. This is the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I thought this one was pretty funny. I've seen this one twice since on on the streaming, and I, I thought it's funny. I thought it was, like, totally raunchy, totally goofy, and I did enjoy it quite a bit. The next movie I saw, I gave it three mics. I saw that one on the 10th. Then I saw a movie about the lesson. What I remember most about this was that a guy swims in a lake and another guy tells him not to, and that he rolls... The guy rolls his own cigarettes, which I thought was interesting. I gave that one three mics. The next one was Mission Impossible. This one was a doozy, dude. This was a good action movie. Good Tom Cruise, good Mission Impossible. Haley Atwell's in it. You can't go wrong with Haley Atwell. Gave it four mics. 
Then we saw Barbie. Barbie, of course, giant movie, massive, biggest thing going in the world. I did think that it was pretty clever. I thought it was interesting. Did not turn out to be what I thought it would be. Had different lessons than I thought it would. Very surprising. Very well acted. The way the movie looked was phenomenal. This one is a really good flick. I gave that four mics. And then the next day, I saw Oppenheimer. The first time I saw Oppenheimer, I thought it was really long and it was really slow. And it is. The second time I saw Oppenheimer, I said, wow, this one is really a, really a masterpiece. At the time, I gave it a solid four mics, but I'm going to raise it up to 4.5 mics upon further viewing. Theater Camp, I saw this one on the 31st, the week after Oppenheimer. This was a good one. Good little comedy. I don't know where it's at right now. It's about a Bada Theater Camp that's on the verge of going out of business. Good stuff. 3.5 shortcomings is a comedy a comedy about a korean american fella thought it was good three mics meg two saw that on the eighth and i gave this one two mics this might have been the worst movie i saw all year but it was silly was dumb and it wasn't like it wasn't trying to be anything but silly and dumb so i gotta i gotta say it definitely made it on that level two mics then i saw a flick with Ben Kingsley known as Jules. This one was this one was kind of cute. Our homeboy finds an alien. An alien lands in his backyard and he has to try to protect them ET style from other people in town. After that, we went to see The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Saw this one in the airport. I thought it was all right. It wasn't it wasn't fantastic by any stretch, but it was pretty hardcore. Some things happened that got me going, "Wow, that was wild. Didn't expect that." Three mics. Then we saw Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle was okay, man. Nice, light-hearted adventure action superhero movie. You get some hints of Ted Cord in there, and I thought that was definitely cool. Ted Cord is, he's my Blue Beetle. If you're my age, which you probably are, he's your Blue Beetle. Him, Booster Gold, coming up in movies, I would imagine. Then the next flick is, is on. on um, then the next flick is on. on um, then the next flick is is on then the next flick is on at the time 8.22 we saw Golda which was a biopic of Golda Meir during the uh, three day war this one this one was really good man very tense I think it's on HBO right now if I recall correctly and also Paramount Haunting in Venice that was a Hercule Perot mystery I thought that it was pretty cool our guy Perot takes on the the power of the unknown. He takes on the spirit world, and I thought that was dope. I saw a movie called Jericho Ridge. That's uh, about some people raiding a police station. Not really worth mentioning. Two stars. Then I saw Justice League War World Part 1. This was an animated uh, Justice League movie. I thought it was pretty cool, honestly. Gave it three mics. Can't wait for Part 2. I think the big animated DC movie right now is Crisis on Infinite Earths. I haven't seen it, but I do want to see it. Then we saw Flora and Son. This is from the homeboy who made... He made... He made... Uh, he made uh, it's from the dude who made Sing Street, which I think is an amazing movie. No One Can Save You, 3.5 mics, Dumb Money. This was the story of the whole Reddit GameStop thing. I thought it was all right. Three mics. I've watched it once or twice since then. And then we have The Creator. This was a movie I thought that I would adore. This is a movie I thought that I would love, but I thought it was quite boring, and I almost fell asleep in my seat. Two seats, but... It looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. It looks amazing. We are going to have to hustle from this point forward. I'm on a strict time limit on KRJF. If I go over an hour, I got to go all the way to two hours. And I just don't think I can do that. So I got to keep it right around under an hour. And I'm wasting time. 
right as we speak. The next one was a movie called The Monster Inside. Shout out to Teen Wundle. This is about a guy who does creepy haunted houses. I gave it three makes. I thought it was pretty good. And then... Number 69, Taylor Swift, The Era's Tour. I gave this one five mics. It's amazing. One of the best things I've ever seen on the big screen. Killers of the Flower Moon was up next. I saw that the next week. Gave that four mics. Then we saw Dicks, the musical. Three mics. That one's pretty good. I've seen that since then. There's a lot of grossness in it, but there's also a lot of laughing. We saw a movie on October 28th called Nyad about the, the life of long-distance swimmer Diana Nyad. It was all right. Three mics. Number 73 was the latest uh, Sofia Coppola movie called Priscilla. It's about Priscilla Presley. It's about her young life through her eyes. Pretty good, man. Jacob Elordi was Elvis in it, and he, he was a pretty, pretty creepy Elvis. Four mics. Then we saw The Leftovers. I think this one is going to become a holiday classic. Very, very good movie. Four mics. Up next, we saw Manodrome with... Um, Jesse Eisenberg in it. He plays a dude who's all into that trying to become an alpha kind of thing. You know how some dorks are into that, I'm going to be an alpha. It's all about that. Pretty good. Three mics. May, December. This had Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. I'm a giant Julianne Moore fan. It also had the dude who was Reggie in um, Riverdale. So, you know, you got an all-star steady cast right there, right? So that was good. Three mics. Then we saw Next Goal Wins. Another shout-out to Teen Wundle, Taika Waititi. This dude's the biggest Taika Waititi fan that I've ever met. Shout-out to Teen Wundle. We call him Teen Waititi. Next Goal Wins, three mics. Then we saw The Killer. This was a David Fincher movie that was on Netflix. I didn't think that it was all that amazing. I gave it three mics. To me, honestly, it was one of the weaker, weaker Dave Finchers, but still, that's saying a lot. Up next, the 79th movie, Napoleon. I only gave Napoleon three mics. I thought that it was not bad by any means, but it didn't really, like, knock my sock easies off or anything. The following film was Dream Scenario with Nicolas Cage, where he starts appearing in people's dreams all around the world, which I'm sure happens in real life. I'm sure people dream about Nick Nick Cage every single day. I gave that four mics. The following movie, the 81st, we saw on December 9th, The Maestro. That one was all right. 3.5 mics. It's on Netflix. And then, shout out to Mark Alley for recommending this movie to me. Shout out to Mark Alley. You still haven't read that thing yet. Godzilla Minus One. I gave this four mics. This was one of the best movies I've seen all year. If you have not seen Godzilla Minus One, go do so immediately. Poor Things, the latest from my guy, Yorgos Latimos. I gave this one a solid four mics. Pretty good. Emma Stone cleaned up the Golden Globes with this one. A really good movie. It is a tale of a young Frankenstein having a sexual awakening all through Europe. Really weird stuff. Leave the World Behind. I saw this one on Netflix. Post-apocalyptic movie in the in the world of Mr. Robot. I did like it. Three mics. Then we saw Wonka. I fell asleep during Wonka. I'm not even going to lie. It's too whimsical for me. Two mics. Iron Claw. The story of the Von Erich family. This one Excellent, excellent A24. We're going to give that four mics. Then another, another shout out to Engineer Nerd. I saw a movie called The Marsh King's Daughter. This is a, this is in the uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is uh, where he hails from. And he recommended this one because it has Michigan. It also has Daisy Ridley, but only a two-micer. Not terrible, though. Then the 88th movie was Saltbird. I thought Saltbird was really good. I know this one's becoming like a meme right now, but it took me in places I did not expect. It went in directions I did not expect. I liked it a lot for Mike's. And then we saw Rebel Moon on Netflix. This is a Zack Snyder movie. I remember reading somewhere it was conceived as a Star Wars script. 
that they rejected, so he decided to shoot it himself. People are bagging on this one super duper duper hard. And it's not a great movie. It's not a well-written movie. But it is a Zack Snyder movie. When you see a Zack Snyder movie, you know what you're in for. You know, you're going to see some really good visuals. You know, you're going to have a not-so-great story. So with that in mind, I went in and got exactly what I thought I was going to get from Rebel Moon. I enjoyed watching it. The story made my ears bleed, but I enjoyed watching it. Also, Sophia Batella, who's one of my favorite, favorite, favorites, was in it, which was great. Then the 90th movie of the year, we saw Ferrari with uh, Adam Driver. I thought this one was kind of boring. I didn't think there was enough driving in the movie. I realize it's a story about the life of Enzo Ferrari, not about driving. But with Michael Mann at the helm, I thought we're going to see a lot of zipping around. And don't get me wrong, there is some zipping around, but I could have used more. Three mics. And then at The Wire, we also took in The Marvels, which came out this year. And shout out to uh, the nerdy blogger who's like the biggest fan of The Marvels in history. I think she's seen it 95 times at the theater. But this one, this one was pretty good. All the recent Marvel movies have been so bad that I fully expected this one to be bad. I wasn't even going to see it till it came on Disney+, Plus, but we had a open day, so we went to the theater, and it was playing, and we're like, eh, let's, uh, let's, uh, give it a peep, and you know what? It was pretty fun. I honestly liked it quite a bit. I gave it 3.5 mics. I thought it was whimsical, which I don't normally like, but this was kind of cool whimsy. I don't know. Can't explain it. Lots of silly stuff. Cosmic Adventure. I think the gal who plays Miss Marvel is very, very charismatic. I like Brie Larson. I know some people don't, but I happen to. California gal Brie Larson. And I don't know the name of the gal who played Photon, but I thought that she was really, really, really good. I thought this one pretty good. Didn't really, like, tie into a lot of other things. Nice standalone movie. Gotta give it props for that. So there you got it, guys. That is the big movie list of the year. We're gonna take another quick break, and then we're gonna come back and uh, tie it up and go home. My throat hurts. You know what, man? That is true right now. We are the best station in all of Sonoma County. It's just a fact, man. It is just a fact, an undisputable, undeniable fact. Let's see, is there anything else on the agenda before I get out of here? I hope you guys, I hope you heard that interview with uh, the Gino Vega clone, now known as Vino Gega. Ed really got deep with him. It's good stuff. Lately, lately the clone Vino Gega, we're just going to call him Vino Gega. Lately, Vino's been hanging out with Derek, which I think is interesting. It's like the two young guys here at the at the station doing whatever together. I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe Derek will have Vino on his show and they can talk about some of the things that they've been up to lately. But you never know, dude. They're just like wacky kids doing wacky kid stuff, having a good time out there in the world like i hope you are if uh you want more stuff like this you can find me over at icyrobots.com that is i-s-e-e-r-o-b-o-t-s dot com on uh the world wide web you can find me many times here during the week on 92.3 krjf in sonoma county or kwtf in Bodega Bay, lovely Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay is so nice, man. It is just like a lovely, lovely town by the sea. If you're listening to us in Bodega Bay right now, big shout out to you. I love where you live. I would love to move there myself. But 
it's a bit pricey. If you think it's pricey here in Santa Rosa, it's even pricier in Bodega Bay. Maybe because there's only like five or six houses in the whole town. It's a it's a great place, but we're gonna we're gonna be back. Next episode is gonna be a fun one. We're sticking on the movie tip for a while, and I apologize if you want to hear more toy talk. I'm trying to fit a lot of toy talk in there, trying to fit a lot of pop culture talk and stuff, but we're gonna stick to the movies next week. We're gonna take a look back. We're gonna go all the way back five years to 2017, and we're gonna take a look at my top five movies of that year. Yes, I did a top five in 2017. We're going to take a look at those, and we're going to see how they hold up today. I hope well. You hope when you make a list that the movies you pick hold up well. We'll probably take a look at some more wrestling figures, that kind of stuff. It's going to be good. I've got a ton of stuff there to open. We'll open something up. And then the week after that, or the two weeks after that, we'll be back with the top five movies of 2023. It's going to be great. It's going to be a hoot. We're going to talk about all the fun movies I saw. Then hopefully we'll put movies aside for a while, and we'll talk about something else. But you know what? I see a lot of movies, man. Movies are my life. So we're going to sign off right now. Until we meet again, this is me, I see Robot, saying, if you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. I am um, bringing the organ. And you know I got to have that. Slick blow. That's right. I see robots. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Trash Dusters. Hi, this is Derek for the KRJF Trash Buster Alliance Against Trash and Litter. Know what I like to do on a nice rainy day? Pick up litter. I have my umbrella in one hand and my trash picker in the other. When it rains trash can flow down the drains and into the creeks where the otters and water moccasins live. It makes me sad to think of a poisonous water snake having to contend with Fago cans and Doritos bags. This is Derek for the Trash Buster Alliance in support of slithery water snakes not having to swim with Trash Alliance of Santa Rosa. This has been a message for the Sonoma County Water Moccasin Rescue Group of Northern California and the Redwood Kingdom.